Hello, residents of Stars Hollow, and welcome to another week of Gilmore Sisters. I'm Kelly Gettner, and I have Curly Vanessa here with me. Hello, and we are continuing our food series. So we'll get back to you right after this. La 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 la. Gilmore Sisters. Gilmore Sisters is a Phoenix Sisters cosplay production and is hosted by the Cereal Box Network. Pokeballs by Curly is your one-stop shop for handmade magical creations that celebrate all the Pokemon universe has to offer. Available on CurlyVanest.com, that's C-R-A-Y-L-E-V-A-N-E-S-T.com, and possibly coming to a con near you. One nightmare destroyed Aiden O'Donnell. Aiden Gray, a.k.a. Scorcher, was born out of those ashes. The Forces of Nature trilogy is about the destructive powers of having superpowers that you don't understand and can't control. It's about redemption, about finding love and finding yourself. You can find the first two books, Scorcher and Thin Ice, online wherever books are sold. You can also pre-order the upcoming audiobook for Scorcher at www.kellygetner.com. That's www.k-e-l-l-y-g-u-e-n-t-n-e-r. All right, well... As I mentioned, we're continuing our food series. So while Curly was visiting me this past week, we have been working our way through the um, Eat Like a Gilmore recipe book. And we made duck in a chocolate orange sauce. Only we had to drop the orange because Curly is allergic to orange. So we made a substitute of half lemon juice and half pineapple juice. And let me just tell you that this recipe was incredible. It was, first of all, it was super fiddly because it's a suki recipe. So uh, do not make it unless you have a lot of patience. And time and, and energy. Mm -hmm, but it was worth it. It was so good. Yeah. Wow. So thank you very much for not killing me with oranges. Um, You're welcome. You know, living in a, a half Cuban household, uh, oranges and tons of traditional Cuban marinades. And what's funny is we also regularly use pineapple juice and then add things to the pineapple juice to adjust the flavor profile for things that normally have orange in them at home. And Kelly did not even know that when she planned the substitutions, that that's how we do it in my house. So that worked out perfectly. <laughs> and so we ended up with the fancy chocolate because for the level of dark <laughs> the store the, brand the cacao percentage had to be above 65 percent and most baker's chocolates are between like 50 and 58 percent so we bought Ghirardelli bars to make sauce <laughs> and I think that made the difference it was it was good sauce it was so good it oh we were a little, we were a little iffy on it too. We were like, mm, not sure, but 
would would make again for a special occasion. Yeah, although Kelly was tempted to only strain the sauce once, so I had to take over at that point. Because you have to strain it twice to make it extra smooth, but not three times because then it's too runny. It The way it's actually worded in the Eat Like a Gilmore book is then strain the sauce. Strain sauce twice to appease the Suki. So if for some reason you haven't watched Gilmore Girls nonstop since airing like us and don't remember this episode, Suki was pregnant and on bed rest. So Luke was taking over in the kitchen because Suki had decided not to hire someone to fill in in the interim for her. She basically took all the applications and just put it off and put it off and like either hid them or threw them away. I don't know what she did with them. Uh, No, she kept telling Lorelai she had them and she never actually got them, I think is what happened. Yeah. Because Lorelai keeps asking, Suki, where are those applications? And finally, after Suki keeps giving her ridiculous answers, like, oh, maybe they're in the freezer. I read in there sometimes. Finally, Lorelai just goes, there never were any applications, were there? And Suki's like, no, I thought I still had three weeks, which is also peak Suki. Like, oh my gosh. So she's, Suki's on bed rest, and Luke is holding court in the kitchen, which, by the way, Luke reveals earlier in the show that he can cook fancy food he just chooses to run a diner but fancy to suki's level you know whatever so suki sneaks in to the inn and is hiding in one of the rooms and having kitchen staff sneak her taste of luke's cooking so she can basically call him nonstop and berate him about how he's doing it, which is awful. It is. But at the same time, like, you understand why if you look back at all the different things. Like, the first time, even at the Independence Inn, that someone else makes the Thanksgiving dinner for guests who are staying at the Inn over Thanksgiving weekend Jackson and Lorelai are both trying to get her to calm down and they're like you know the guy who's taking over is really good you trained him and Suki says so Suki says you know my name is still on it though when someone else fills in for the news because Lorelai says even famous newscasters have people fill in sometimes Suki says yes but they still say and now the evening news with Dan Rather so um, she's very concerned about her professional reputation already. Um, I mean, if you remember when that one food critic didn't like her, the magic risotto, and she's um, she's concerned that a food critic said that her food, one thing out of its entire rave was perfectly fine or something like that, that it was okay. So, um, you know, her name is still on the line and while the way she reacts is really really honestly it's kind of crazy like it's inappropriate it's inappropriate exactly yeah but the where the stress comes from I feel like might be easy to overlook on a first or second watch through even because I mean everything goes by so fast and Suki is generally seen as a very goofy character but when it comes to her professional reputation, that's one of the things that she's actually very, very serious about. So, Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. And speaking of 
professional chef things, here's where I have to share the fact that I only figured out why it was called Michelin star ratings like two years ago. I always thought, because my random knowledge is not that deep. Um, I always thought it was weird that it was the same as the tires. And then I realized that was on purpose. Yeah, so the Michelin Tire Company would make these touristy maps to encourage people to go out on um, on road trips and stuff because you can trust your tires with Michelin. And so that's one of the reasons Michelin star restaurants, a lot of times it's like weird food that people go, this doesn't even taste good. Why does this have a Michelin star? Because it's not supposed to be about whether or not the food tastes good. It's about whether or not they create a touristy experience for you while you're on a road trip. So, yeah, the Michelin Tire Company started that rating system to encourage people to drive further to go check out really, like, wacky and unique restaurants. <laughs> so it's food worth driving for. Yeah. On your Michelin tires. We are not sponsored by Michelin this episode. But, Michelin, if you're hearing this, call us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll find a way to tie tires into every episode if we need to. Something, something, Lorelai's Jeep probably has Michelin tires. Exactly. There, there. We did it. We did it. But getting back to Suki and the ducks, though, one of the things that I was thinking about, because um, Kelly and I made this recipe as a team and even her husband subbed in, like, a lot of people had their hand, for, for us making it for one household, a lot of people actually had their hands on this. So I joked around our episode title is Nobody Touches the Ducks But Us. It comes from... The scene where Lorelai goes into the kitchen is and is like, okay, we have a dinner to put out. Who does this? Who does that? And Michelle, of course, follows her in, right? And she's like, okay, well, who's going to do the ducks? And Michelle says, nobody but Suki touches the duck, right? And um, I just wanted to point out that previously Lorelai has been a real control freak, like to a jerky level about the inn with everybody including Suki like she and Suki have had arguments before about Lorelai assuming that she's not doing things the right way or coming in and taking over things like that so for by the time the inn the dragonfly inn is established and stuff the fact that Lorelai has to come back into the kitchen and be like okay who does what what is the plan she finally like that's the proof there that she finally stepped back and started trusting Suki to run her own kitchen so in a you're a TV character who I don't actually know kind of way. I was actually kind of proud of Lorelai for that. I was just like, you know what? Good on you. And I mean, Suki is not exempt from this either. Obviously, Suki is as much of a control freak in the kitchen as Lorelai is everywhere else because nobody else will touch the ducks. They're all scared. And she has to call Luke. But I also think it's funny that, of course, Michelle is the one who knows what each guy in the kitchen does, even when Lorelai doesn't. Because as much as Michelle and Suki bicker and pretend they're not friends, they gossip and talk all day. And Michelle is back in the kitchen all the time, like, so they can argue about how many blueberries are in his pancakes, you know? So I thought, think it's also really cute that Michelle, of course, knows exactly what the haps is with everybody, except for the guy who's sitting in the corner staring in, off into space, who they're like, check that. I don't know what that guy does, but check his trunk before he leaves. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's that's something that Suki and Lorelai actually have in common, the amount of control that they want to exert professionally. 
And it's really neat to see them get to a point after the dragonfly opened where they each have their own sphere and aren't butting heads as a professional team as much anymore. Agreed. Until it comes time for Suki to not be able to have control in the kitchen. And then, of course, they have to argue about the way Suki is treating Luke, who came in and did them a favor. With no notice. Luke was very nice about it. And Lorelai was right to be pissed about Suki's reaction. Like, I understand Suki's stress, but inappropriate. Well, and... And I think Lorelai handled it well. I mean, when she goes and talks to her while they ride up in the golf cart back to her house and stuff, she's very calm about it. She's very aware that she's, like, talking to a woman who just unexpectedly got put on bed rest weeks ahead of time while she's hormonal and been struggling with her pregnancy. Because in a previous episode, she explains that she's been having mom guilt about wanting time to put her feet up and watch the show Dark Shadows. So she just kind of let Jackson think she was working way later than she was so she could watch at the inn. Like true. So was this a pregnancy that she got pregnant because Jackson didn't tell her that he didn't get a vasectomy too? No, that's the next one oh. where we don't see we're not gonna talk the, about that one because not right now. Maybe never because that's a really gross trope. Yep. Yep. But um, I mean, the way they handle it together, they handle it pretty well, especially because Suki not even getting applications was a pretty big, well, if I don't look at this problem, it won't exist. And that pretty much screwed everyone, but they handled it well as a team and overcame yeah, I also love that Suki professionally admires Luke's stuffed pork chops and keeps trying to get Lorelai to tell her, her the secret. And so Lorelai tries to ask Luke while he's half asleep and he's like, forget about it. Like, no, I'm not telling you. Never, never. But I, I do love that they're even going back and forth in like English to Spanish, English to Spanish so that Manny can be a part of their argument. <laughs> like, Yes. You know, and the fact that Suki and Luke are both fluent in Spanish and the show just does not make a big deal out of it is hilarious to me. That's exactly the sort of Gilmore Girls dry humor, like character development you get where it just happens. Nobody talks about it. It just happens right in front of you. And it also makes sense because both of them employ people who are fluent in Spanish in their kitchens. So why wouldn't they become fluent in Spanish? Right. I mean, especially like if you're able, because I mean, some people's brains really don't work very well for right. language acquisition, but if you can, like, and Caesar is effectively Luke's, he's Luke when Luke isn't there. Yep. Which also is why Luke is able to just drop his own dinner service to go make Suki's dinner, which <laughs> they never have to specifically tell you, but obviously it's because Luke has a trust with Caesar that Suki does not have. Mm-hmm. with her like it's just one of the many ways that Luke and Suki are both very serious about their profession but in very different ways yes like from the food they choose to specialize in to the way they delegate or lack thereof to their employees like they're two people who have like a really shared passion in food who act completely differently on it agreed so yeah, I think we've covered it. Uh, don't touch our ducks. 
Yeah, don't touch our ducks. Especially because if you follow the recipe in the book, you might give me a really bad allergic reaction. Uh-huh. Um, Crayley will not eat your your duck. She'll eat my duck, though. Ha. Huh? Ha. <laughs> huh. <laughs> and if you like this episode, or even if you didn't and you think we could approve, and you want to support us, you can support the Gilmore Sisters podcast and all the other Cereal Box Network shows by going to buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. Otherwise, I hope you all have a magical, stars hollow infused week. Bye. Bye.